Welcome to the Eileen Marks Podcast, with the heart to engage with women on the reality of life, the good, the bad, and the not-so-flattering. Eileen will explore all things women, discussing issues all women face with truth, reality, and rawness. Today is part one of an important three-part series from Facebook Live with her husband, Victor Marks, all about spiritual warfare. Let's dive in. All right. How fun is this? Well, we want to thank everybody for joining us this evening. And uh, we're going to take a couple of minutes, let people start joining. Yeah, from everywhere. Feel free to type in where you're from. We already see our Arabic friends. Mm -hmm. Shalom. Or actually, that's. (laughs) <laughs> that's Israeli. A, yeah, that's uh, Israeli. Shukran. Shukran. Okay. Welcome from wherever you are. So tonight we're going to talk about spiritual warfare, a simple prayer that we use and have used for a long time. Let me make sure we're good on all this. Yeah. And uh, we call it retooling. Look at this. Dun, dun, dun. Retooling. Why did we give it that name, babe? Well, I don't think we wanted it to sound like a uh, deliverance ministry. Right. Because it's not. It's giving people tools mm-hmm. to use in their life against the scene that the realm that we don't see. Yeah. So. A lot of times in this, we don't want to be lumped into what people would consider deliverance ministry, although we say, God bless them, appreciate them. Um, uh, but, you know, some of them have gotten kind of odd reputations. Um, some people mm-hmm. have really liked to engage a demonic in a dramatic fashion. Did uh, you say dramatical? No, I just said dramatic. Okay. You're not making up a new word. No. In a trauma- okay. <clears throat> not dramatical. No. Okay. But some do like to face the demonic in a dramatical way. There it is. Well, I'm going to use it now because okay. it just... It's kind of a good word it for makes, you. It makes sense. So, um, actually, sadly, because oftentimes if there's more drama, Jen says she thinks it's a dramatical. I'm busted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if there's more drama, then people who are doing the praying or ministering uh, kind of get more, you know, they, they did it. Mm-hmm. It's not the way with us. We don't like drama dealing with the demonic. We like authority. Mm-hmm. We like doing the deal, getting it done, moving on. And, uh, uh, so God's given us a prayer, uh, that we pray mm-hmm. with and for people. That's, it's just been extremely effective. I'd say probably about 85% of the people that we pray for see changes in their life. Mm-hmm. Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. That they didn't have before or even didn't have the mm-hmm. capacity before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, now I'm going to, I need to do a little reading. Okay. I want to read kind of the, so we can get this situated because there are, Believe it or not, there are pastors out there that don't like this. Um, 
I've been asked to stop praying for people. I've been told I would never go back to another church on a certain circuit within groups if I pray for people like this. Mm-hmm. Remember? I do. Uh, I've kind of been, you know, attempted, threatened with money, position, uh, all that, mm-hmm. which I could give a flying squirrel sack. I had so little respect for those guys when they were forming their little posse, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, God sure had me blow by them. Mm-hmm. And I never forget what one of the pastors said. He goes, if this really works the way you say, then I'd have to pray for a lot of people. Remember that? I do. A well-known pastor. I should out you right now. I should say your name right now. But you don't have to. I won't. That's not why we're here. I'll give you a knuckle sandwich. And here's what aggravates me. What I'd say kind of, uh, really what I'd say is, it wasn't him just being such a bonehead, but it was the fact that he didn't want to put out the effort mm. to help people in his church. And I, I literally told him, and if you're watching this, you know who you are. Big old church. And you can text me because you have my number. But uh, I ain't going to waste my time putting your name out there. But it was this. I said, look, if what I do you don't like because you're not familiar with it, I understand. Mm-hmm. But I'll come to your church. I'll just come for a few days. Bring my bride. We'll pray for the top 40 people that you have so much trouble with um, who are just struggling. And even your counselors, even when they are, are tired, you've tried everything. Let us just pray for them mm-hmm. and then watch them for six months. Watch for six months if things don't improve. He wouldn't do it. Would not do it. And at that point, I said, I'd, I'd never go back to the church even by an invitation, because, uh, man, you know, spirits quench there, in my opinion. So, you know, one person asked, you know, why wouldn't a pastor want to help their flock? Well, a lot of times it could be because of, it's it's unfamiliar, unknown. And I, I think a big reason is fear. Totally. I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why yeah. people, pastors, they don't want to step into this realm. I would say that. Yes. I would agree. Fear. Fear. Um, I've seen pastors, you know, I mean, for how many years have pastors calling us? Decades now. They call us and say, we have a situation in our church. Mm-hmm. Could you please come and pray for this person mm-hmm. or that person? <clears throat> and it'd be late at night. Mm-hmm. The stuff had already gotten dramatic or they'd made manifestations of the demonic. And uh, so we'd do it, you know, do it. But yet when they wanted me to teach at their church and I'd say, hey, let me speak on spiritual warfare specific to this, they would go, uh, maybe not. Why don't you tell your testimony? That's uh, like, oh, okay. I've told my testimony. Why, why, you know, why don't you let me teach folks how to pray and take the authority over the demonic. And because, again, because maybe they 
Maybe they just had self-doubt. I had one pastor, a good friend of ours for man, three decades. Man, we were struggling. We were under it. And he just goes, I really don't know anything about this realm of spiritual warfare. And he's just like, uh, uh, you know, but yet he still was resistive and us trying to help people. But I remember getting calls and finally, you know, one pastor said, hey, man, are you still going to talk about the spiritual warfare stuff? This was a friend of mine. He goes, because you're kind of talking about it a lot. I said, well, why don't you pray for your own people? Because they're calling me. And I said, it's your own staff and your missionaries from your church are calling us to pray. And that, uh, it's still, uh, I don't think it went over well with them. I don't know. But you have my number two if you're watching. So here's our whole desire. We want people to be able to have the freedom. Yeah. And authority. The authority. It doesn't take us. I mean, this is not something that requires Victor Arlene Marks. This is not uh, some gimmick or you have to use our approach. Mm -hmm. My gosh, no, just use your own approach. I mean, do what works for you. And that's what I would tell many, many leaders and pastors. You know, there was a core of them that was challenging me for a while. And I said, hey, man, I'm not saying this is the best way. It just works for us. Mm -hmm. So why don't you just, you know, do it your way or show me a better way. Well, and we had one pastor, a very well-known pastor that uh, we actually really respect. Mm -hmm. He actually is in the Blue Letter Commentary. Mm-hmm. And he he uh, allowed us to come there, allowed Victor to pray, and he although he didn't understand it, he said this is not unbiblical, yeah. and it's not conventional. But our God is not always conventional, yeah. right? So God uh, does things uh, what yeah. He wants to do, and I think it's believing that He can do whatever He wants to do, and I do believe that faith is a huge part of this. I Did believe you? it's a gift of faith that he's given us yeah. to be able to understand this realm. I'm going to out that pastor right now. I'm going to say his name. Well, should you? Yeah. Pastor David Guzik. We love you, yes. Pastor Guzik. That's a man without fear and a lot of faith. Yeah. And when many of his contemporaries and colleagues and people were saying, oh, no, you know, he said, come to our church. And teach on it. So we did. I taught on a Wednesday night and then we stayed, was it two, three days? Two days. days, And we prayed for anybody that wanted to sign up on a little list in the lobby after I spoke. Two days we prayed for people nonstop. It was, it was long hours and a lot of freedom. And I so am thankful for uh, David Guzek who, who risked, um, but look, I mean, he's a solid uh, Bible teacher, scholar, I would consider him. He's written one of the most effective and used commentaries on the Calvary Chapel movement. Mm-hmm. But the reason being is he had a friend, um, Nick Long, who I'll say, because Nick has a book out, and Nick was struggling as a pastor really bad. And uh, for a couple of years, they really tried to help uh, Pastor Nick out. In every way they could. Yeah. And he still couldn't get that level of freedom that he wanted. Uh, so when, when I prayed for him, 
Because I simply asked him, I said, man, yeah, you're still struggling. He's like, yeah. I said, well, has anybody ever prayed to see if you have a stronghold against you? And he said, no. I was like, oh, well, you want me to check? Takes me about five minutes. And he goes, yeah, pray, <laughs> check. He definitely had some demonic activity against his life. He got free. I mean, like that. It wasn't that big of a deal, but man, it was a big deal for him. Mm. It mm-hmm. was a big change. deal for Nick. And we love Nick and Sue. Yeah, yeah. And, and Sue. And they are amazing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick had wanted to write a book, he said, for how many years? 30 years or yeah. something. It was unreal. And he ended up writing a book. It's called Gullible's Travels. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about another brave brother, courageous brother. Mm-hmm who as a pastor fell, struggled, and he wrote a book for other pastors. You can probably order that online, Amazon, uh, Nick Long. Mm-hmm. But in that book, there was a chapter and a section about spiritual warfare where he shared about that night we prayed and how effective it was and essential to him really getting set free and starting to preach again and being involved in ministry. And uh, it got published by Word for Today. And many of you uh, know Brian Broderson is over that. Well, Brian uh, did not want my name in the book and actually told Nick that, you know, tone it down on the spiritual warfare prayer stuff and don't put Victor's name in there. So uh, mm-hmm. go figure that, which... He called me, he said, brother, what do I do? Cause it's, it's, it's in publishing. They're going to publish it. And they don't want your name in there. I said, well, don't put my name. I don't care. I said, man, as long as pastors read this and understand and, and really seek you out to say, Hey, how did you really get free from bondage and stuff? So, um, and there were some people at word for today that actually, Follow us, friends, support us. And I don't know what happened, but yeah, things, things happen where they, they end up, he ended up putting my name in there. But, uh, and I remember speaking with Brian. I went right to him. Uh, remember? And I just said, Brian, you got a problem with me? I mean, if you do, tell me face to face. And he's like, no. He said, but this thing, I said, Nick, Long, you know, he's saying he, he, that you have issues with me. He goes, well, the whole praying thing, that's that's not right. And I said, you do know, and this is how we're going to transition. You do know, I personally believe that um, Christians cannot be possessed. possessed. That's the position we take. And when I say possessed, I mean, that denotes ownership. I don't see it. Um, I believe Christians can be carnal enough and yield themselves over enough to... Um, yeah. Give the enemy access. Access. I mean, the Bible talks about be angry. This is just one sin that yeah. allows the enemy in. Be angry and do not sin. And when we sin, we allow the enemy in. So that's just one way. And yeah. And so that is what we're talking about. Right. So because we are Christians, it doesn't mean that we're immune to the enemy's attacks. Yeah. 
um, his assignments against us. And that's really what we're going to be talking about tonight. So is identifying those. Yeah. And look, if Brian's watching or his son or I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't have angst against Brian. I'm not mad at Brian. He was our pastor, for goodness sake, early in the we days. love Brian and yeah. Cheryl because they were actually got saved under Brian. Yep. And he married us. Yep. And uh, Cheryl was just a great witness for me yep. as a non-believer. She's a very good Bible teacher. Yes. Brian has produced some very solid leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came out from Brian. But we definitely don't agree with him on this. And, uh, you know, as far as our difference in this, he goes, well, it's semantics. I go, no, it's not. And uh, and I remember telling him that day, whispering in his ear, I don't envy you of the position that you're in. Thanks for joining us for part one of today's episode. Be sure to stay tuned for part two as we continue the conversation next week. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work Eileen is doing around the world with her husband, Victor, at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Leave a review and let us know if you found any part of this conversation helpful. We always look forward to hearing from you. Until next time.